Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn feng shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning feng shui with me. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about bridges and how they affect the feng shui of your home. So earlier this summer, I actually stumbled upon another feng shui practitioner who teaches classes. His name is Jensen Go. Um, I joined his group. It's a bit of a mastermind where we talk about a lot of things. And up until this point, I'd had no formal feng shui training um, in terms of like classical feng shui. And so I am a certified feng shui practitioner. I have been for a few years now. But up until this point, most of my classical feng shui studies have been self-taught and just through courses that I have purchased. But this is my first experience with a one-on-one teacher and um, a group of students who ask those advanced questions. So we were going through some advanced modules the other day, and I wanted to kind of bring to you what I learned. So this kind of teeters on the edge of things that may be superstitious, but may not. It's something that I would say you would have to observe, and that is the presence of a bridge in close proximity to your home. So one of the theories is when you're studying the forms or what I call feng shui forms or the land form is the presence of a bridge in your proximity. And really it depends, the way the bridge affects you really depends on the the area of your home that it falls in. So not all homes are the same. So I'm not going to go into detail on that because remember your home could face, you know, 365 different degrees. (laughs) So um, you know, in, in eight different directions. So we're going to a face north, south, east, west, and the location of the bridge actually really varies based on the way your home is facing and sitting. So if your home is facing and sitting different directions, this location varies. So there's really five and technically six different types of like chi or energy that your home could be receiving. And so again, what would happen is I would map out the area and you could either make in that, that pattern that has like the nine grids, or it could be a pie shaped. But what happens is when we look at the energy you know, taking some different measurements and stuff, your house has these different types of chi in different areas. So I, again, I I did an episode on the different types of chi and I'll link to it, but I'll just go over them real quick again. So remember Wang chi is the prosperous chi. It's vibrant chi. It's like it's growing. So it represents a growth and area of your home. The Xing chi is a life generating chi is really strong. And it, it's what usually was tapped into when we are looking for the area that's associated with wealth in your home or business. Then there's the Tui Chi, which is a retreating or like waning Chi. And so in this stage, it says here in my notes, the Chi is expired and it's in its waning stage. It's old and beginning to lose strength. So think of an old man, you know, that is past his prime, Okay. So there's the C chi, which is dead chi. And so really this is just like stagnant chi. It's like the chi isn't moving in that area. And last but not least, the most common one people think about is what's called Sha Chi. And this is actually a very negative, uh, hurtful type of Chi. And the one I didn't address, the one that I said this is a sixth technically type of Chi, is something called Guan Sha. And usually this is where the number five flying star uh, would be found at in a home. And what can make it negative is the appearance of 
a negative feature in the external environment, such as a bridge. So it's not always negative, but usually that would be called the guan sha of the home. So after the home is mapped out, the energy mapping is done, what happens is we kind of look at where that bridge falls at and what is affecting that area, what sort of chi is affecting the area. So if you have it in one of those two, the si or the sha chi areas, that can mean that has a negative effect on your home. So if you think about it, do you have a bridge in close proximity to your home? Uh, and this could be a little decorative bridge. It could be a, um, a big overpass, you know, just a, a bridge that you can visually see in your area. So what happens is it can cause things like gambling addictions, fires, injury to a teenager, um, loss of wealth, sickness to children, skin disease, the woman, you know, not being present in the home, a woman leaving home. It can cause suicide or loss of a family member. It can denote a trouble or injury to a pregnant woman or having trouble delivering the baby. It can cause mental health issues, eye disease, theft, robbery, legal disputes, and high sex drive, but with no children. Um, and that might be the goal for some people. I don't know. <laughs> or it could cause um, a handicap. So when the bridge, usually it falls in the Xing Qi area. The Xing Qi is mostly um, the positive one. Um, although sometimes those positivities come with a little bit of a consequence. It's kind of like that monkey's paw thing, right? You get something, but then you end up losing something. And so um, the good areas, again, is the Xing Qi areas. Um, a lot of times, um, It'll lead to things like fame, fortune, and wealth. Usually talks about wealth. Um, sometimes windfall, health, and prosperity. Um, sometimes you might be famous yourself or meet somebody famous. You uh, One area, you know, one um, circumstance, it could produce a lot of sons um, and produce you to be very good at exams and become a government official. And so whenever... Whenever it says that, um, Asian culture and Chinese culture, they used to be very big in like the imperial exams and, um, you know, working for the government or working for, you know, th that type of job because it was a secure job. And usually it came with some notoriety and, you know, some prestige. And if you had a government official that was, you know, your child or whatever, it was like a, you know, that was your biggest flex, right? So it's just, it was just a big flex. And so, and of course the birth of sons too, because they had to populate, um, the armies and they had to populate the towns and, and uh, the farmers, you know, had to of course have babies to work the land. And so, um, it really, that the birth of son, good exams and becoming a government official really just means you'll have like a healthy and prosperous life with a lot of heirs. So the downside to this is a lot of times that, you know, you'll either gain the wealth, um, but you'll just be a very unreasonable person. Um, and again, the same thing with fame. If you become famous because of this, you know, bridge in your proximity, then you are also just unreasonable. So it kind of comes with, you know, that, that double-edged sword connotation to it. Again, this really just depends on the way your house sits and faces. If you notice that you have a bridge in close proximity and you've had some bad things happen, or maybe you've had some really good things happen and you just want to have me assess your property and uh, map that out for you, I would actually be happy to do that. Um, so, you know, just reach out to me in, in the link below. But again, it just depends on where it is in proximity to your home and the way your home is sitting and what type of energy it's receiving.
guys, so for today's Folklore Friday, I want to kind of just do something fun. Um, I want to touch back again on that subject of Chimandun Jaw. It's one of my favorite subjects, although it's really the most complex field of study, I, I believe, um, in Chinese metaphysics. Again, it's just a system of divination. Um, they actually used to use it to plot out the outcomes of battle and war. And so whenever these commanders would go out in the battlefield, whatever, they would take diviners with them to plot whether or not they would be successful and what strategy to use. And so we've taken this into modern times and we use it to do different things like um, do strategy um, for like business outcomes and and stuff like that, um, even romantic relationships, there's a bunch of different ways you can kind of use it. But one of the ways, and probably the most popular way um, that uh, Master Joey Yap uses it is for manifestation and um, kind of using the, what are called the good formations in these uh, nine grid box, kind of like we see in the flying star chart, right? Um, there's different components to each box. And so what he does is take the best, formations in these boxes and he you know tells you which way to go what to do and how to manifest so the way you actually use the system for manifestation is to either physically walk in the direction of, of that so-called quote-unquote good formation so you would walk south you know if the formation's in the south you can drive to the south if you there's a church or temple there is you can physically like go there it's, it's recommended that you pray or you can meditate with your back to um that area and so this is something you could sit in your house and do but after that happens um especially if you leave your home and you're walking or you go pray at a temple you're supposed to see what is called a evidential occurrence and that is a signal that your formation is active and so evidential occurrence is really just like something weird you'll see in your surroundings and they're pretty specific so let me give you a good example this past is the beginning of the year i can't remember if it was the um, new year or the lunar new year in february but master joe ching who am i follow on facebook he puts up a lot of stuff so you might want to check him out um, he kind of explains it better um, but he put up, you know, there's this formation, you're going to want to walk to the east. And if the formation's active, you will see like a dog, you'll see somebody like in a green sweater. Like it was, it was, it's pretty specific. You know, if you see something out of the ordinary, usually that means that that formation is active and that what you wish to manifest will come true. And so me and my son, we went and took our walk. I started walking. I was praying about my business. Um, and my son, you know, he was doing his prayers and, and thoughts. And I got to the end of my block and a freaking dog came barking at us, like trying to attack us. And that was one of the things that Master Joe Ching has specifically stated is that you will see a, a dog. I was like, oh, this is insane. It was just crazy. And so right then I knew that that formation was active. And so um, I have a book here called Evidential Occurrences. It's a Chimindu Jaw book by Joey Yap. I'll link it in the notes. Um, but I wanted to just read a few different formations, um, uh, activations, I guess, um, and uh, just kind of um, give you an idea of some things you may see after you do your meditations and stuff like that. So it may mean that the formation is active. It might mean your wishes have been fulfilled. So let's get to it. 
So some of these are fairly specific to what formation you actually use. So um, within Chainman Doonjaw, there's 1,080 charts. And so there's a variation of 1,000 different 80, you know, combinations. And so obviously I can't go into that and I can't give that kind of detail, but I'll just give you an example of what you may see after you do one of these meditations. So it says here, you can see an old man with a walking stick or a thunderstorm coming from the West. People um, may have, you know, with beards, like a group of people with a beard um, or a huge basket or they're holding a white dog. Um, so when this happens, a formation can be active. And if you find a weapon within 60 days, it will be even like an even greater outcome. So um, this means you could have great wealth delivered right to your door and um, things will come easily to you. So perhaps after you do meditation, you see a group of children and a woman in funeral attire. That means your wealth can be obtained soon after a thief is caught and the formation is active. If you're a spiritual person, you can actually get rich within a period of three years by peddling um, your, like your spiritual items. And if you're attached to a religious institution, it means you can actually use this wealth to benefit the institution. So some of the formations and the evidential occurrences can actually notate some negative things. So I want to read a couple of inauspicious or negative ones. Um, one of them here says, you know, after you're done meditating, you're doing your thing. It says you will hear someone hitting a gong at the Northwest, or you'll notice a group of three to five individuals with torches in their hand, intending to clear the woods. Soon after that, a person with thin lips will lose ownership of his or her home. This is an auspicious, an inauspicious sign. So it's a bleak outcome and denotes injury within three years of time. And it could mean your life could be unbearable and pain could be too much to handle. So again, you're doing your meditation practices. You go outside and you're like, you see a army with horses arriving from the east and a woman stumbling upon a prized possession during her stroll. The formation has been activated. And this actually means you're going to gain property, but it means you will actually lose it. So it's one of those things, a lightning could strike your home and you could have damage to that property. So not all the formation and evidential occurrences are, um, positive. And so I'll just say, if you are doing your meditation and things like that, um, what I would look for once you go outside is just to see if you see something bizarre or weird out of the ordinary and just kind of note that and note that you may have activated one of these formations and it could be very lucky for you. Some of the kind of universal things that are generally seen, you know, seem to be lucky within these, um, uh, occurrences are usually somebody holding a stick, usually an animal, um, especially crossing your path, um, particularly birds, you know, and rain. Those are all kind of things that are generally associated with positivity. The ones that are seem to be negative is when you hear like a gong sound. And I, so I live in the West, you know, I live in Texas. We have never heard a gong sound and, you know, I do my meditation and prayer. So, and I will say my life has not been full of, you know, roses and cherries. So I just thought it was an interesting thing to kind of share with you guys and point out. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To 
to learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.